Hey everyone, uh, my name is Phil, and welcome to Tales from the Secret Cabin podcast. Uh, this is part four, and our final part in our Advent series, where we've been exploring the major themes of Advent and uh, the season of Advent uh, together. Uh, in this conversation, um, myself, KJ, Jenny, and Tony uh, talk about the theme of joy. And uh, honestly, I was not prepared for the emotional um, swings uh, that this journey was going to take us on. Uh, we laugh together, we cry together, uh, we share some some uh, deeply personal uh, stories of people that have impacted our lives. And uh, I think it really is a, a beautiful picture of just the spectrum of, of joy and the spectrum of the experience of joy. And so excited to be able to, to share that with you. Uh, just a couple quick things before we uh, we launch into the podcast here. Uh, the first is Tony uh, alludes to uh, a video project that he and, and KJ are working on. And again, I, uh, just to make sure everybody knows how to, to see those and experience those, uh, the best way to find that is to go to cccgreeley.org. Uh, there's a button on the homepage that says Experience Advent. Click on that button, and then you'll see another button that says Digital Shorts. If you click on that, it'll take you straight to the YouTube channel, and uh, you'll be able to see um, the, the ones that have been uh, published, uh, we're releasing those on the Sunday nights of Advent. So um, depending on when you're listening, this will be uh, depending on the number of videos that are there. Uh, and then finally, I just want to take a moment and uh, give a huge thanks to uh, Mariana Wakefield. Uh, she has done an incredible job with uh, helping us with this podcast, uh, post-production work, um, just kind of showing us the way a little bit in terms of how to, how to do this. And uh, again, just Mari, thank you so much for all your efforts and work on this. Couldn't do this without you. And just excited for you to be a part of the team uh, as well. So... Uh, yeah, with that being said, uh, just invite you to enjoy uh, part four of this uh, series. All right, well, this is Tales from the Secret Cabin, uh, our fourth part. And uh, yeah, we've got another um, fun group of friends here today. So uh, why don't we go around and introduce myself? My name is Phil. And uh, who else is here? I'm Jenny. And I'm KJ. And I enjoy pouring candles. I poured a candle today um that is at the center of the table and it's scented pine and peppermint for this christmas season and you i'm gonna this today? take it i poured this today i got up oh. at four and i was thinking about this podcast and i was like i'm gonna like prepare something for us to like have at the centerpiece and so um there's this candle um and it smells incredible it does it smells like christmas i am tony uh artist and tattoo Artist in training, um, maker of visual communication. Tony, welcome back. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We missed you. It's been a it's been a little bit, but I'm glad to be back. Surprised yeah. you came back. What? <laughs> <laughs> I Means you had somewhat of a good time the first time you were here. Yeah, no, it was good. Absolutely. I'm excited to do this with you, Tony. Aww, it's fun. Yeah, absolutely. So we always talk about a little bit of uh, what the secret cabin is like in this moment. It's a little chilly this morning. We've never done a morning version of this. I was intrigued by what kind of energy we might have. Was this a morning crew or a late night crew? But the, the coffee is helping immensely. So thank you, KJ. <laughs> yeah. yeah, there's there's coffee on the table. And because of the cold temperature, uh, I, I it's possible to see the st steam coming up from the coffee. Um it feels good in here, though. I actually got up at four on purpose so I can turn on the heat. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, Thanks, uh, <laughs> 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 Much appreciated. Okay, here. 
Um, so I had to turn on this because there's a fire ban, and so I can't have a fire on in here. And so, um, yeah. Like I mentioned, this is part four, which means this is our last part of this four-part kind of journey that we've been on. Um, normally, KJ, you've been getting a little summary, but I'm actually going to put Jenny on the spot. Oh. Yeah, I know. I know. It's a good time. <laughs> okay. All right. I figured if Jenny can explain this, then we're in great shape. So, so tell us again, what's, the, what, what's this whole Advent thing? What's this journey been like for you? What, what are you getting out of this at this point? Oh, okay. Well, I, I can, if it's a personal thing, I'm, I'm fully, fully equipped. Um, I think when we started this whole process talking about Advent, I definitely came into it as a learner um, rather than a teacher. And it's for me, it has been really cool to just start to understand the meaning behind Advent. And I think KJ has been a great teacher in this and just this process of talking about just these different themes and what they what they really are and what they should be as opposed to what I think they should be. And I think that, uh, learning this, uh, the ideas behind these, the peace and the, the love, the joy and, um, hope and all these things that I can say over and over that I'm practicing or that I'm, um, that I'm experiencing, but really being intentional about each one of these things and seeing it in a new light every year. Um, what does peace going to look like for me this year or today? Um, and finding these things in little moments. Um, so it's kind of like a rebirth for me of what this, um, what this could be for me and my family moving forward rather than just what I've done in the past. Nice. That was really good. Especially like towards the end and, and thinking like, and the goal would be that that happens every Advent. It's right. Like that, it, it, the, the goal isn't to figure it out and then come to a space of like, here's how it's going to be for our family. We're putting a stake in the ground. We're building tradition. It's like, no, you want to do the opposite of that. It's right. like it invites you forward to come to this place of being born again every Advent. It's been fun to, to go home and just kind of process it, you know, with my family um, and friends as well, just to be able to talk about it in a way that I now understand it more for what it really is. Yeah. I feel like for me, um, you know, I I can't, I think everybody has, you know, memories where they're less pleasant from their childhood, but I think uh, there were seasons where Christmas, you know, the whole Christmas season, December, it just didn't really have, uh, I'm trying to figure out how to say this. As an adult now, you know, I watch my kids and my wife put on the ornaments on the tree and I, f- I sit back and I, I, I have a hard time relating. I have a hard time being present um, because uh, I just feel emotionally... Like Scrooge? Do you feel no, like Scrooge? No, I feel like Scrooge. It's There's just... a song that comes to mind. <laughs> thank you. Thank you, KJ. There goes no. Mr. Humbug. <laughs> there goes Mr. Grimm. No, but the, the thing game. is like... I'm not I'm not trying to take away that joy from them, but I feel inadequate in some ways because I don't come to the table with my own and I feel a bit like a spectator on the moments that, you know, society says and you know, legacy says are, are supposed to be very rich and you know, for a lot of people that's just kind of intuitive and natural, you know, nature nurture, I don't know what you want to call it, but like I just that's absent for me in a lot yeah. of ways. And so um, I guess for me with this Advent journey, 
uh, it's kind of just this reminder, this reorientation that uh, we are all of us are in this place. It is a it's part of the, the you know the Christian church calendar, um, but we kind of live it every year, every month of every year, every in some ways every day, every car trip. Um, and it just I, I appreciate that it it's kind of this um, moment where we are intentional about taking a pause uh, to ask ourselves some questions and to see where these elements are or are not in our lives. Um, it's refreshing. I like it. Yeah. So KJ, um, talk to us about this idea of embodiment again. Like I, again, thinking through the the journey we've been on, and sort of each theme has had a um, a person that either the church has or you have kind of brought up as the embodiment of that. Who comes to mind with this idea of joy? Yeah, it isn't something I've I've like created. This is like a part of like church history, and like that there's these like patrons who who embody the different themes of advent and the f- final theme is joy and the character is um is mary the mother of jesus um and and she is this iconic symbol of joy um to to kind of like paint this picture it's it's so easy like to think well she's joyful because she's she's pregnant she's joyful because um she's going to give birth to god on earth or and she has this full understanding of that but but in church culture that isn't true like she's a pregnant teenager who has gone through a lot and she's thinking through a lot and you think about um the the internal chaos that she has. I know th- thinking about this idea of of hope, thinking about this idea of peace, thinking about, I mean, like thinking about the d- different themes and the journey that she had to go on to be who she is and to be who she's uh, seen as, as the person who, who gave birth to Jesus, who changed his diapers, who taught him to speak, who brought him to temple. I mean, like kind of all those things, the journey that she had to go on and the elements um, that she had to embody um, are, are, are pretty profound. And so, so in church uh, culture, church history, there is this idea um, that she came to this conclusion Conclusion that that she not only um, had this journey of of peace, this journey of hope, this journey of of love, um, but she was going to give birth to the fulfillment of that, the fullness of that, the understanding of that in in who who Jesus, who he was going to be, and so inside of her belly the fulfillment of hope like the 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 all the hope that anyone could ever have was balled up inside of her all the peace anyone could ever have was balled up inside of her i mean all of these like things that the earth was dying for was balled up inside of her and she was going to give birth to that and from that understanding joy was born like she experienced joy. It was the understanding of that that brought her to this place that it's time for Christmas. 
And I think that's the goal of Advent. It's to come to that place of the embodiment of hope, the understanding of peace and the desire and that heart of love. And, and when you come to this place, it's the same as the place that she came to and said, it's time for Christmas. All of us are dying for Jesus to be born. I love it. So I, just as you were talking, um, the question came to mind, like, have you ever experienced that? Or has any of us, like, can we point to any moment in our life where we would say, that's the closest I've come to the joy that you just described? So this is kind of funny. I feel like uh, we can look at that, everything you just, all the beautiful poetic things you just said, and it's real and it's true, but it's the undercurrent. Like we have that because of the like contemplation and the meditation and all the people who have spent time thinking about really what that truly was. I'll tell you what, I've been in a delivery room, okay? And it is not that. Like it feels like it is messy, it is screamy, there's pain, there are bad words that are yelled out loud. Like it is, it is horrific and beautiful and terrible and amazing. And then when it's done, like it's all cloudy, it's hazy. Like there are parts that you barely remember, like a wedding day or something. And I feel like we encounter those moments all the time. I feel like the kingdom comes every day, but we just don't see it because it's, it's kind of, you know, it's kind of clouded with. I don't know, normalcy or something like this, but like, <laughs> I'm sorry. And maybe that didn't have a place in this conversation, but I, it's totally relevant, right? Absolutely. It's, it is yeah. the undercurrent and it is real. Joy is here. Joy is here all the time. But I just, sometimes I just don't see it. I don't know. <laughs> we had different experiences in the delivery room. <laughs> <laughs> right. You remember different parts of that story? Is that what you're saying? Yeah. <laughs> I think... You know, I and I just as a female who, you know, has had children, like in that moment, you know, obviously, yeah, that there's it's it's skewed a little and clouded a little. Um some some of us have had drugs during, you know, so that's why it's a little skewed. But there's something about when you are expectant and this joy that comes with that, that there's a I think there's, it's, it's really weird. It's a fearful joy because you're not, you don't know what to anticipate. Um, and I think that I can't, when you were talking about, you know, Mary and having to, you know, be the one to change diapers and just think of the pressure that we have for raising, you know, our earthly children. Like, I hope, hope I'm doing good enough, you know, kind of thing. I can't imagine the thought process of what, what she had ahead of her, you know, and like the, the mindset she had to get into, um, to be able to experience motherhood in such a drastically different circumstance. Yeah, absolutely. I think the, the, um, the idea of preparation, um, anticipation mm -hmm. and, uh, the expectation that was just brought up, um, I, I, the idea of pregnancy in general, I think it brings joy um, because people don't get surprised by having a baby. Um, it's It just doesn't pop out. Um, that There's this time that the baby is growing. There's this internal um, 
thing that that happens for people who are pregnant. I'm assuming I haven't been pregnant. <laughs> no, um, but you've anticipated the birth of your children. Yeah. I know from conception on, there's this daily journey. Am I going to be a good parent? Do I have the things it takes? Can I support? Um, who am I? Who had been the parents that I had? You know, how? Um, so is the house okay? Is there the baby room? Is the crib the culture that I'm trying to create for my child like there are and then I mean like there are people who begin to prepare for their kids college before they're even born and there's like this this preparation that builds into the expectation and it all comes down to that moment that the child is coming and those who I feel like who have, who who have like owned the preparation phase, the expectation phase, who have like sat in it, they experience this like this great joy, um, this great fear, this mm-hmm. great like um, it isn't bad or good; it just is the places that preparation brings you. I think there's a, a very common pattern for people in Christmas um, who have kind of almost like sold it out. It's like Christmas <laughs> happens December 25th um, and they sh- sh- show up on December 25th and they hope things are going to be incredible. That's like a baby <laughs> popping out, right? It doesn't <laughs> happen. Like it's that Christmas is not going to be the, the thing that you're putting on it. Um but like the experience of joy is found in the preparation, the expectation, the sitting in it, the the soul search, the yeah, and the yeah. decorating of the tree, Tony. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly right. So let me um, let me spin this maybe on its head just a little bit. Um, I was thinking through, uh, even before today, just this idea of who embodies joy and in my life or who I've experienced that has embodied joy. And so I was excited, Tony, that you were going to be here because we share a story with a common friend. You're crying. <laughs> I'm crying. You're keeping score at home. <laughs> I have started crying. Phil has now. Um, but when I think of the person who embodies joy in my life, it was Skinner. And he faced death. So here's this interesting paradigm, paradox, right, where we're in the, the experience of birth, there's joy in the expectancy. But, but here's a person who expected death and was the most joyful person I've ever known. So I want Tony to explain just... What? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> You're going to put this on I'm me. I'm putting it on you, absolutely. But just tell us about Skinner. Tell us about your experiences with Skinner and, and the embodiment of joy Oh, there. man, I didn't know you were going to bring this up. Of course you didn't. Uh, I don't think he, he thought he was bringing yeah. this up he either. It. <laughs> um, Jonathan Skinner... Uh, had cystic fibrosis and uh he was the most alive person uh oh my gosh i I remember that last year in the hospital and driving uh just to denver on 85 and i remember always being so tired uh on my way back because it was like two or three in the morning and you know i'd been drinking like three or four monster drinks to stay up but like um but the whole time i was with him i was awake uh, because he just 
even in the end, he just was so um, still so full of life. Uh, Skinner had f- just this uh, wonder about him that um, elation is probably the right word. Uh, every every time we would get together, he, he had a new idea to, like we would do radio broadcasts and, you know, we'd listen to music together, We even if we were playing video games. Like we tried to do the best that we could within the context of that hospital bed and that hospital room. And, um, oh man, dang, Phil, I didn't know we were going to go here, man. But um, I just remember... Uh, just thinking about him, you know, when he finally passed, just thinking about him dancing uh, and uh, moving, you know, just to keep up with where his heart always was. I remember when when um, the last time that I helped his family move all of his belongings out of his apartment, uh, his dad was there, who's now also passed, but uh, his name was also Jonathan, and he looked at me senior and he said, that boy he's going to be living till the day he dies. And, um, yeah, that, that was Skinner. Uh, he was always laughing. I can hear his laugh. I can hear his laugh in my mind right now. Dang, Phil. Jeez, man. I didn't know we were going to go here. Yeah. But he was like this just fiery, wiry young man, you know, like, <laughs> cause yeah, he was 30 and, um, you know, he yeah. he was living till he died. That's for sure. And, and again, and I appreciate you being willing to go there. I just, it was a weird thing for me to remember, you know, as we're thinking through joy and just <clears throat> like we described, there's this tension always where I want to experience things to the fullest. I want to live them out. I think as we're, we're talking about it, like there's this longing, um, even as, you know, as a human, like I've been created for the fullness of joy. And so I want that. And the person I think of is, is the person who is facing death all the time. I, uh, you know, Skinner to me, um, when I first met him, he was a UNC student or just graduated from UNC. And so we did a lot of travel together and he's like, I want to, you know, we have this coffee farm in Peru. And I was like, I want to go to Peru. So I'm taking this, this kid with cystic fibrosis to Peru. And he's literally like, you know, if something goes wrong, there's nothing, <laughs> there's nothing that can happen. Like it'll just go wrong. But, um, he lived just an incredible life. And so I just, I brought him up not to, not to bring up a, a struggle as much as bring up just a, a remembrance and a picture of what I think there is. And I think there's actually a connection between the story of expectancy of birth and the expectancy of death. Like this idea that joy is found somewhere in the deep recesses there, the undercurrent that you're talking about. And man, Skinner was, um, was full of life, full of joy, no matter what the situation was and what he, what he faced. Um, the way that he lived life changed everybody around him because he had that unspeakable joy that we're talking about. So. I, I remember his mom would get so mad. She she just wanted him to like sit and rest, you know, because he was he was on the list for a lung transplant, and um, but he didn't like he wasn't they part. This is kind of the difficult thing is that you to 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 gain more life you also you kind of have to downshift because you have to relax and you have to do all your treatments and you have to you know and I think for him it was what kind of percentage of life like the muchiness of life mm-hmm. and he just wasn't going to sit down he wasn't going to you know and you know it's everybody's you know uh conviction or prerogative as to you know they they journey through you know wh- wh- whatever 
you know, pursuit of health and the longevity of life and what that looks like. But for him, he was like, no, <laughs> I'm not. He just didn't want to cooperate. You know, he wanted to live the most that he could because he didn't want to settle for uh, a less than sort of experience uh, in his life. I think it's so cool that like as soon as Phil brought up Skinner, like Tony's face like fell. Hmm. Right. Like it was like, oh. And and then he began to share about his experience and the joy that he brought. And then then Phil began to talk and say, Well, here's here's who Skinner was to me. Mm-hmm. Then Tony jumped back and he has like this big grin on his face. And like he's cracking up and he's sharing the joy of Skinner as if he himself is experiencing it. And and sometimes joy is it's sharing the things that, that you're expectant for. But sometimes joy also, it's 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 uh it's sharing the things that have been experienced, the things that um that possibly aren't even here anymore. And there is that value in coming back to the things that are old, the things that have brought hope, the things that have brought peace, and it's often the stories of things that probably aren't ever going to happen again. Mm -hmm. And I I bring that up because, um, so Tony has been doing this, 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 uh, video. Um, there's this four part video series that Tony and I have been doing. And, um, the hardest video has been on joy because it can be just so easy like to show happy people doing happy things and say this is joy um but but tony did spin it on its head a bit to um kind of take the other perspective of uh, it isn't someone who is pregnant in fact it's just the opposite uh talk about that a bit yeah i think you know without in you know everybody can can tune in and, and check out the video when uh when it's posted but um, yeah, really just kind of what you'd said, KJ, about, um, we can have a joy because the thing happened past tense. Um, there, you'd said, you know, maybe it is, it, it isn't happening, but I kind of, I feel like it is because, you know, every time we do put up, and this is why, like, I kind of have to train myself and like watching my kids put on the ornaments and stuff like we're so stubborn, like humans are so stubborn in it. And I, in my own self, I feel like I can be kind of just complacent to fall into this rut of December. Uh, and then poof, you know, the 25th is here. Um, but I think that if we allow ourselves to be vulnerable and kind of go back to those moments where the joy was real, it is real now. It can yeah. come back. And it is the purpose. It is the point of Christmas. I mean, no one alive today w- was there when Jesus was born, but through like word of mouth and then through print, print on paper and through traditions and, you know, people creating their own traditions and, you know, just, you know, even just the, the mythology all around, you know, Christmas day, um, there, hmm. there is a hope, um, there's a joy that is passed down in our uh, songs a legacy of too, joy. like yeah, our, our Christmas songs and people, you know, forget about Christmas songs or they shame Christmas songs <laughs> for people who begin playing them in October. Guilty. Um, but there's like, there's this, this 
gift that gets passed down of the things and the joy that had happened. Um, I almost feel like it's been a big gift to do this podcast in October mm-hmm. because it's like Christmas early, Advent early. It's yeah. the the gift of having these conversations and it extends everything. I, I'm really intrigued by what you guys are talking about in the sense of this this counterthinking of almost sad joy. <laughs> like if you think about those two words, but that's what this has you know, kind of turned into a little bit is talking about this like sad joy. And I'm, I'm an Enneagram seven. So like joy is, you know, it's everything to me. It's, it's come, come. Have you, are joy. I- you are joy. You are the embodiment <laughs> of joy. You know, the yeah. show in and out, or inside out. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Joy and I could just skip along rainbows together for sure. But, but there's, there's something really difficult, like in my how I work and how I function, um, with sadness. And like, it's, I push it back, I push it away. And I love hearing, hearing the fruit of what sad joy can really bring, you know, and I think about, you know, in other, other terms and stuff of even, you know, watching your kids grow up and, and move out. Um, (laughs) Tony, I know you You have a different kind of joy, (laughs) but you start thinking about that, how it's a joyful time for you as a parent and, and for them to go off, but, but there's a sadness in there. And so I'm just sitting here reflecting on this, you know, sad joy. (laughs) Hmm. All right. We, uh, we might've done it. (laughs) We've done what? It's a great question. What are you, Advent. What are we, we've done Advent. We we've, have achieved Advent. <laughs> we've come. We've we've come to this place of, I think, pause, mm-hmm. um, and uh, yeah, you know this this whole idea again was just uh, a journey to go on, um, experiment for all of us, and um, yeah, I'm excited huh. to see where it goes. But uh, any final thoughts for this four part thing, and just what we're trying to living in it right now no i at, at first like i thought that was like no it isn't over yet it's only 28 minutes after you know this has begun <laughs> we can't end it here and but th- then i paused and thought yeah i think so like i'm <laughs> i am dying for christmas <laughs> um um so if that's our our heart posture and that's our goal it's this like constant posturing um towards the desire of Jesus um I'm there um I am very thankful um f- for our 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 conversations I'm thankful for our family I'm thankful for everyone who joined us um so thank you do you uh, do you want to end with a blessing again? Of course. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just sad for it to be over, um, but it's just the beginning, right? Sad joy. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> sad joy. There you go. We've come full circle. <laughs> May you see yourself clearly, and through. The transparency um, that you encounter, your soul, may you see others clearly as Jesus sees them. May 
you know that you um, you are worthy of God coming down to earth to pursue you, bringing hope, bringing peace, bringing the epitome of God's heart and love for you. And may the understanding of these things bring you great joy to the point that she will sing all the corny Christmas carols <laughs> over and over and over and have the desire to go caroling and bang on people's doors and saying, here's my song. May this experience set a fire inside your heart that there is freedom for it to go out because it's going to be set again and again and again until the day it'll be out forever. Amen. Amen.